Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The new rules on children wearing masks in school comes into effect today, as and from this morning. And yesterday, following a cabinet meeting, the government decided that children aged nine or older will be advised to wear masks, in particular in indoor settings, including schools, shops, public transport, and it'll be subject to review in mid-February. Now, it has caused great confusion, of course, because we're getting many different stories from different people. If we were to listen to Michal or Stephen or uh, Neffet, um, th- we get a lot of mixed messaging. People don't know whether it's mandatory, whether it's advisory, whether it's a legal requirement. But in schools, the measure applies to children in third class and older. Advisories en masse have been sent to schools with a spokesperson saying that schools will have the discretion to introduce a rule whereby students can't attend school without the mask. In other words, they'll be sent home. And this morning, Norma Foley, the Minister for Education, said that the mask recommendation for children, following advice from experts, that it would curtail the spread of the virus. Uh, speaking on the radio this morning, the Minister said the mask wearing at second level has been a success. This is an expert public health recommendation. It is for the benefit of all children in our schools from third class up, she said. The Minister also said that she accepted that some children may struggle with wearing masks. And Minister Foley said that children who refuse to wear masks without medical exemption will be asked to go home and leave the school. Saying that students who do not comply and do not have a medical basis, pardon me, for the hiccups, will be asked to stand down from school. Uh, this is one measure in a suite of measures that operate within our schools. This is uh, uh, regarded as a protection for children, individually, collectively, and the school community, according uh, to the Minister. Uh, Cabinet Ministers agree that parents should aim to reduce socialisation indoors for children aged 12 and younger over the next two weeks. Again, a lot of mixed messaging going out, with Neffet saying to avoid seasonal events, i.e. Uh, pantos, etc., where Stephen Donnelly last night kind of going back on it a bit and saying, well, yeah, no, they can go to the panto as long as they don't go to something else. And then he was questioned on that and he said, well, are you disagreeing with Neffet? And he said, no, I'm not. So there's a lot of mixed messaging going out and I can understand why parents are very, very confused. The government are essentially leaving it to you to make the decisions. Although on the other hand, they're telling if you don't make the decisions and don't comply, uh, your kids can't go to school. But, so it's all very complicated. There are those who are opposed to the concept, saying they will keep their children at home and homeschool them rather than make them wear masks, whereas others see the introduction of face coverings as an extra protective measure, arguing this should have happened uh, from the very start. So today I want to talk to parents and how they feel about sending their children to school wearing masks. Now, there's many polls online in relation to mask wearing for children under the age of 12 and whether people think it's a good thing or a bad thing. All the polls all seem to have a different result. It depends on who's asking the poll, I suppose, and how it's asked. But I want to know how you feel about it. And if you've got young children, you went to school this morning, how do they feel about it? How did you get on? Did they want to wear them? Were you happy for them to wear them? Were you not happy for them to wear them? How did you get on today bringing your children to school? And how do they accept the idea of, you know, young as child wearing masks? I think we all understand that older children and adults, look, we're big boys and girls, you know, whether you like mask wearing or you don't like mask wearing, you feel it's for the better good, or you do it because you just want to play, play along. All right. But when it comes to younger children, people have a different view of it. Uh, and I want to, and different psychologists and people have weighed in on this argument as well, the pros and the cons. So I want to know how you got on this morning. The number is 087-188-0008. Did you put masks in your children this morning? Did you not? Did they want to wear them? Did they not want to wear them? Were they sent home? Let me know. 087-188-0008. Mandy, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Mandy? Hello, Nile. How are you? Now, how did you get on this morning? Now, you, you sent your nine-year-old, which just comes into the category there at nine years of age. Uh, what class yeah. is, what class is, uh, is it she? she? Oh, she, it's yes. It's a boy. He's in oh, third class. Oh, and 
first of all, I want to thank you for bringing this up because you seem to be the only radio station um, that actually allows people to come in and have a debate because RTE and all the different shows, Claire Bourne Show, everything like that, it's just the one one trick pony. Like nobody nobody gets to debate anything. Okay, so, so, I so you don't get the opposing view is what you're saying. Exactly. We're okay. only listening to one side. So thanks for, for allowing... Well, look, that's like what the show is all about, opinions and people's opinions. Yeah, within exactly. re- within reason, of course. <laughs> yeah. <definitely>. Okay, so <laughs> Mandy, you sent your little fella off to school this morning, nine years of age. And Nine, yeah. Did, did you talk to him about the mask and did you ask him, was he did he want to wear one or did you explain to him what it was all about or did he have an understanding of it? Yeah, I, t- I explained it to him and I did ask him yesterday. There was one child in his class between, he's in third and fourth, but there was one child wearing a mask and I explained to him, I asked him first of all if how he'd feel wearing a mask and there's no way on earth he'd want that because obviously... He he doesn't feel comfortable with it. He, you can't see. He he does complain about like you, you can't see the teacher's face, you know. And it, mm-hmm. it makes it. It ma- I think it's very disturbing for them. Okay. It's it's causing um it's you know it's causing upset between other children then because it will today because half of the class will be will say mask. He I sent him with no mask. He went in with no mask and a quilt as well, by the way, because the rooms are freezing, the windows are open, the doors are open. He he has a quilt around him. Yeah, I sent him with a quilt today, um, a sleeping bag quilt, because he's freezing. And his hands is all cracked from that um, um, sanitizer. And they're, they're putting on his hands. I mean, it's absolutely no way for children to be to be at this day and age. You know. So, so the government's are, the government's argument is if we don't do this, that the schools. I mean, I don't know if you're listening to radio this morning. There's a suggestion that you know schools may or may not be open again after Christmas if these case mm. numbers keep going up. They're saying that 20% of cases are children between the ages of uh, 5 and 18 years of age, the majority of those between the age of 9 and 12, and that's why they picked this particular age bracket for the masks. So mm. the, the, the fear is we don't want them to lose out on an education either. And, and, no. and, I, and I know for you as a parent, it's very upsetting. And I know how upsetting it is for your little fella as well if he doesn't want to wear the mask or if his yeah. hands are cracked and he's freezing cold. I know another person who was telling me their child sits near the window and every day yeah. they collect them from school, they're freezing cold. And, yeah, and, and exactly. we wouldn't but have had that in their day, you know. The EU has launched um, um, for vaccine children to be brought forward. That was just on RTE. Okay, that was announced. This on is RTE for the website. 5 to 12 year olds, yes. For the 5 to 12 year olds. So this is my opinion. They're trying to back parents into a corner at the minute and by saying that these um, the, the numbers have gone up in children age 5 to 12, we have no proof of that. Can anybody show us from well, every single hospital in the country how many people or children is in hospital or has been diagnosed with COVID? I've only heard of one child in my town that has been diagnosed so far with COVID, but I've heard of several. Well, I have no, I have no doubt. Well, of course, there's more testing being done, so more testing means, of course, more cases, positive and negative. Uh, uh-huh. But, I, but I have no doubt that there is, you know, a higher number of children since they came yeah, back but to it's school. No oh no, no, no! It's I'm, no I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, Mandy. I'm, yeah, I'm just, what I'm I saying know, to I you is, yeah. I have no doubt that there is a lot more positive cases of children. Yeah. Now, thankfully, yeah. thankfully, most children who get COVID are asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms, and exactly. and that's always been the way, and that's generally yeah. the way it is with colds and everything else with children. Yeah. So they're carriers. Exactly. Of everything, God bless them. Um, yeah. So in saying yeah. that, you've made the decision anyway, whereby you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going along with this. I'm quite happy no. to leave the mask off. And what do you say to people? Now, I'm only telling you what people will say. They'll say, oh, yeah. Mandy's being 
irresponsible. She, my child is in Mandy's class. Uh, yeah. My child, I don't want my child to get the COVID of Mandy's son. So what do you say mm-hmm. to those people? Well, first of all, there's a group of parents in, in Gainesville, Florida, that sent six face masks to a lab at the University of Florida, okay, to be analysed, right? Now, we're not going to hear about this on RGE, okay? So when they sent these off to be analysed, they came back with pneumonia, tuberculosis, meningitis, pneumonia, bloodstream, infectious meningitis, food poisoning, cases, Lyme disease. I've, I've Mandy, I'm, just, I'm just reading this out. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I, I know the, I know the report. I no, I know. Oh, no, yeah, okay. So and I know. These are, these are particles that's I, in the mask. I'm well aware of the report you're talking about. So this, and yeah, so this is the report. Okay, okay. So this is why I refuse to put that mask on my son because I would rather him get a flu then come back with any of these diseases here that's on the mask. Okay, and I'm well aware of what you're talking about. And the Department of Health in this country and the CDC and the European Centre for Disease Control will all tell you that there are reports or other studies that have said quite the opposite. Now, you know as well as I do, Mandy, there's a million studies about a million different things going on yeah. in the world at the moment, yeah, right? Exactly. And, and studies can sometimes say what you want them to say, right? And yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you that there's nothing worse than having a dirty, smelly, sweaty mask on a child's face all day if it's not being replaced properly and there's an argument about them touching their face and fixing the mask could be more damaging. That There's, there's a yeah. balancing act here of weighing up the pros and the cons of everything, yeah. right? Yeah, and, exactly. And, you know... Look, I just say to them, uh, it's a difficult decision report. for parents. I'm, I'm not, I'm not denying that. Yeah, I'm going to print off this report and hand it out first of all to every parent that's in my in my local school, and along with to where I send it on to the other schools as well. That this report that has been done now, this as as you you've seen it all right, but there's plenty of parents because we're, that's only listening to RTE, and we'll never hear about these other reports. They won't hear about. Um, Dr. Marcus, they won't hear but what, about... But what are you um, going to do, Mandy? What are, you, what are you going to do if the school turn around? Because they're being given, basically, free run now to make their own policy, right? Yeah. In other words, the schools are now the one that the Department of Education are saying, OK, there'll be a bedding-in period for, for a few days where they're not going to be too strict, right? I imagine mm. for the first couple of days. But there's yeah, going to be a point... They're putting the feelers out now, and like that, they've they done it with the secondary schools, but unfortunately, at that time, the parents didn't stand up, because if they did, they wouldn't be with the masks. There's but, what are you, but what are you going to do, Mandy, if the school turns around to you in three or four days and says, little Johnny is not going to school unless he wears a mask? Well, I'll say, well, little Johnny can come home, because I'll bring his books home with him, and I'll, de- de- and I'll apply for funding to teach him at school, or to teach him at home, sorry, for homeschooling. I'll de-register him from the school, and I'll homeschool him. And, there and is it worth, to, is it worth doing that, anymore. Mandy? Is it, well, it's, it's, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not disagreeing with you, but what I'm saying is, cutting your nose off to spite your face sometimes. Do, do you understand yes, what I'm saying? I understand, but I would rather a healthy... Um, a healthy child that hasn't got any psychological damage, or and he'd be he'd be far if if communities got together and started doing that with other pair if other parents got together and we came into a pool because that's what we're talking about at the minute and that's what every county in Ireland is talking about at the minute. Again, we're not going to hear that on RTE, but pulling them out of school and making communities that homeschooling. Because I'd rather... I, just, I wouldn't homeschool my child. I mean, look, I have three children. And is, thankfully, they're all adults now. But I would have never homeschooled them because I tell you now, even though I consider myself a reasonably intelligent person, I don't yeah. think I'd be capable of homeschooling children. I would much rather they go in and be taught by professionals who are trained to teach them. Yeah, well, look, do you know what? There's far more ways to teach them than with books and mm-hmm. um, different things. Like, you know what I mean? At the end yeah. of the day... 
I'd rather I'd rather than than this way than somebody to come along and tell me in, in three months' time, right? You you you, you have gone along with the mass situation. Well, now okay, can I vaccinate your child with the chemicals that nobody knows what's going to happen? Okay, in- yeah, and, and that's your choice as a parent. But can I ask you a question? Right? Can I ask you a question? Okay, they're only putting the feeders out. Okay, well, hang on, Andy, hang on for a second. I know you're on a roll there. Okay, just give me a second. Let me ask you a question. If Go the government ahead. turned around to you tomorrow and said, mm-hmm. and made you a promise, right? And said, listen, this is only temporary. Now, they are saying it's only till February, right? But we'll wait and see. That's a wait and see situation, right? But they said, and they made you a promise and said, listen, this is just for two weeks to get case numbers down. Would you then yeah. be okay with it? No, I wouldn't, because they said it at the start, okay? We're two years in almost. People is wearing masks from the start. The masks don't do anything. They're not doing anything. Absolutely nothing. Look well, they will argue that they are, but it's, it's, it's hard to see that after two years, and, and I get you, it is hard to see. Mandy, hang on, because I, I need to, there's a load of people here who want to come on, so stay there, Mandy, for me if you want for a second. Uh, the number's 087-188-008. Mandy's nine-year-old went to school this morning with no mask, and she is not uh, having her nine-year-old wear a mask, as far as she's concerned. Uh, other people would disagree with that, and I want to welcome your calls. The number's 087-188-008. Kieran, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kieran? Not too bad, Niall. How are you? Good, Kieran. You have a ten-year-old, so he's in the category, and uh, is she, actually. she? She? Okay, I need to get the genders right here today. You need to tell me. Okay, so she's um, in the category. So, how did she get on this morning? Did you have a chat with her about it yesterday when you heard the news? Yeah, I've been speaking to her for the last um, week or so because they had been trying to bring her to, uh, like, she does swimming uh, lessons, and they bring her on a bus, and they had been sending out letters saying, "Not a kid, all kids must wear a mask on the bus," and. I just, from that day, I've always asked her, what way do you feel about a mask? And she said, well, why would I need to wear a mask? There's nothing wrong with me. So mm-hmm. she always got on that bus. Nobody ever questioned her. The masks were handed out to kids who wanted them. Some kids took them, some kids yeah, But there was no obligation at that stage yeah, exactly. yeah, to I, wear them. And even today, when she went in today, I seen her. I asked her before she went in, how do you feel about the mask? She said, again, why would I need to wear a mask? I'm, I, I'm nothing wrong with me. Um, well, so I, she, I suppose she, it's not about having nothing wrong with you. It's about picking something up and then spreading it to somebody else, and that's that's the whole purpose, isn't well, it? Well, the mask isn't really going to stop that, now, is it? Like, well, it depends on the expert you talk to. The ex- well, some experts will say it will, some will say it won't. I'd love to know who they're funded by. First of all, them experts. I mean, they're, they're questionable who they are. Um, so, so you didn't? He, she didn't wear the mask this morning. No, she did wear the mask this morning, and she won't be wearing the mask tomorrow morning. And I'll ask um, you the same question. I'll ask Mandy, what will you do with the school in three days' time? Because I'll of course, fight it as long as I can. Because this is the one part. This is the one thing we all said we stand up for as our children. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to let this go. I'll fight it as long as I can. Um, if it does come to that, you're not getting anywhere with the school. Okay, what, what about what about the community aspect of this? And I suppose this is what the government uh, would play on and say, look. We all have a duty. We all have a responsibility. And there are other kids in that class whose parents maybe think differently to you, Kieran, and, and will course. say, I'm worried because I've got granny at home and granny couldn't get vaccinated because of this, that and the other. And I don't want Kieran's kid coming into the class with no mask, breathing all over my child. So what do you say to those people? Well, first of all, I wouldn't send my kid to school with any kind of a, an illness. And my, my child's not diseased, so... I mean, what, what, at what stage are we going to stop this madness? You're saying this is only a temporary measure. I know you're just quoting what's being said in the, in the media. But, I mean, this is not going to end. This is going to continue until all them kids are injected and boosted. And this is still not going to go away. So I, I, assume, I assume that you are not getting the 10-year-old vaccinated either? Absolutely not. No, okay. I wouldn't put a mask on if I wouldn't get them injected.
But I mean, you got in, you got a, uh, you got your vaccine, and you're still wearing masks and still curtailed, and how you can go about your life. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. change your life in any way. You're still restricted, and I, I just, I just don't think there's going to make a difference, especially with the kids. There's no okay, okay. That's, okay. that's what their end game is. I mean, it is coincidental, as that, the other lady pointed out. They, they introduced the mask and the new measures for kids, and all of a sudden, kids are the most. Uh, infected people in the country at the same time. That but, do, do, but do you but do you accept that kids, that children between the age of nine and twelve, looking at the figures and according to NEF, according to the Department of Health, and I know they are doing a lot more testing. I get that, okay, and and of course more tests means more results, more positives and negatives. But do you accept that children at this time seem to be showing more cases than any other age cohort, or do you believe that's? Do you not just believe that? I, not, no, I don't believe it. I believe it's seasonal. I believe they're picking up folks and... Like, well, they do They do that too, of course, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But but do you not believe that children are now representing 20% of cases? Well, it's, again, you're, you're talking about cases that deals with a faulty, machi- a faulty mechanism, like a PCR machine a test is not designed for... For yeah, well, it's it's but it's all we have, unfortunately. At the moment. I, I I'm not disagreeing with you that PCR and antigen can be inaccurate, but it's all we have. Based on all our all our protocols on, like it's so. I mean, we need to kind of take a step back and say, well, we're, we're after locking down for two years for this PCR machine that doesn't is not accurate, and we're all in agreement that we all agree that it doesn't work. Well, yeah. well, it do, well, it does work. I mean, there's going to be inaccuracies, Karen. To suggest it doesn't work would be madness. It does actually work, but there are in, there are inaccuracies in all forms of testing. There's an awful lot of inaccuracies, but we're not even getting the chance to even see what inaccuracies there is. I mean, there's Eamon Ryan got a test one day, he was positive, and the following day he was negative. Well, well uh, it was quite bizarre, by the way, that Eamon Ryan gets the opportunity to have a second test. But anyway, the there, you, one, there you go. He wasn't the only one. It was the Irish rugby team, the Irish soccer team had infections. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I think the argument he tried to make at the time or made at the time with the first test was inconclusive I think was the, the it's a load of rubbish yeah. I mean, okay. I mean how many other inconclusive was there well I, I think I think we'd all like to get a second test if we got an inconclusive first but particularly if we were ahead in holidays anyway Kieran, thank you Kieran. has sent his 10 year old boy to school he's not wearing a mask either and if all comes to all, he said he'll fight it to the end. He doesn't care about everything else, but he said when it comes to children, he believes it's different. Let me know your experience. Did you send your children to school this morning? Were they happy enough to wear a mask? Uh, some of the texts coming in, Niall. Uh, I can't believe it. We've still got parents out there who are irresponsible. Well, I would, those parents are entitled to their view as well as you. And if you want to come on the air and give us your view, I'm quite, quite happy to hear that as well. Uh, so he says, no, we need to protect the children and we need to protect the parents. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the number is 87 That's Let me know what you think and what has been your experience. And are you happy enough and are you okay um, to have, you know, your nine-year-old or nine to 12-year-old? Because remember, as and from today, over over third class, nine to 12-year-olds must wear masks in school. That is a policy now. I don't know whether they did say to Michal Martin, yes, they didn't say it was mandated. But the Department of Education are making it a policy, so you'll have no choice because the Minister for Education said this morning that if your child doesn't wear a mask, they'll be sent home from school. Now, they're not going to be sent home today, I imagine, because it's the first day and they'll give it a chance to bed in. And they said the only children who shouldn't wear masks in school, um, in primary school, over the over third class, are children who will have a medical exemption. Now, that doesn't mean you go running to your doctor to get a medical exemption because doctors have already said they don't want the burden on them to be handing out medical exemptions and they won't be doing that. So I don't know how you get the medical exemption. I'm assuming you'll have to apply to the school and bring up some sort of previous medical records to prove that your child can't wear a mask. Uh, the number is 87 188 Let me know what you think. 
Are you happy enough with it? And do you think it's in the best interest of society? All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 Let me go to Sabrina. Sabrina, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you do, Sabrina? Good morning, Niall. Um, thanks very much for taking my call. Um, hi, Niall. Um, you have a busy, you have a busy household. You have four I children. Do. I do. I have four children in the house, and um, I've got COVID at the moment. I oh. tested positive. How are you feeling? Are you okay? Um, at the moment, so far, so good. Not great. It comes in waves. Um, I'm doubly vaccinated. Before anybody asks, right? I followed all the guidelines. I wore the mask the whole lot. Look, you can pick it up anywhere now. You can't blame an individual. You can't blame a school. You can't blame a supermarket. It can happen to all of us. Absolutely. But my biggest gripe is I do believe kids should be wearing masks. Mine have since day one. Okay. I have two asthmatics. They wear masks. They haven't got a problem. I think any parent who does not let their child wear a mask should be ashamed of themselves. You're protecting the vulnerable people around you. I tell you now, I've seen it from day one. They don't have a problem. It's how you educate your kids. I explain to my children, there's a bug in the air. We don't want you to catch it. Wear the mask. They have never had an issue. Since and how old, how old are your children? Five and seven is the youngest. Ten of two teenagers. Okay. And I'm being honest with you now, this is going on two years now. So you can go back to an age three. I remember listening to a show one day and you said kids don't need to wear a mask. And at the time, I could understand that. But Niall, if you've seen COVID or if you've had COVID and if you've seen what you have to go through with COVID, trust me, you would put a mask on a child. You really, really would. I mean, I have to segregate my two youngest children into a separate room. I'm going around with gloves on. I'm going around with death altars. You name it. I'm doing everything that I possibly can to prevent them. Now, tip wood, we're doing antigen testing in the house and so far, so good. And they had got so a it must be very of, difficult then for you to be dealing with the four kids and trying not, if you it have is. COVID, to spread it to them. The biggest gripe is, Niall, even cooking for them. Simple things, mundane things. Cooking so what do, you, what do you do? You have to go to wash your hands every time you touch Everything, something? Or do, my yeah, hands yeah. are actually... I'd be I the hands worn off yourself nearly. Yeah. Yeah. I change gloves at every single interval. If I wash one of them, I will actually put a new pair of gloves on. I'm wearing two masks in the house. I change them quite regularly. Um, it's cost me an absolute fortune, to be honest, to join cleaning products because I'm constantly buying stuff like friends, dropping things in. I'm lucky that I had stocked them quite a lot because I'm quite a cautious person when it comes to COVID. But um, I'll be honest with you, Niall, I don't see the big deal. You are protect, protecting teachers who have got kids, who have got grandparents minding their children, child minders minding their children. I don't see what the big deal. I think but can we, here's the thing. Can mm. we, and I get the, the cautiousness you're going mm. through, Sabrina, and well done to you because you want to protect your family, and I understand that, okay? But, but, can, but can, do you accept that there's a level, a point you can get to when you can be overcautious? In other words... No, I don't really think so, no. Mm. Because I'll be honest with you, I have seen it. I had a family member through my husband's family who nearly died from this. He was in intensive care for five weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only, look, I know people are saying it's a flu. No, it's not a flu. No, but what, I, well, no, what I'm saying about overcautiousness is yeah. is that we can take all the protections and measures in the world totally. and totally. because it's a virus, it'll still wiggle its way out totally. there somewhere. Totally. And the point is that we still have to endure or have a quality of life to some degree as it's well. Really hindering on a quality of life of child wearing well, masks. Can you tell me? Well, that? I, I, I mean, I don't care. I wear a mask going in and out of shops. I went on holidays. I, mean, I wore I a mask on a plane. It doesn't know. bother me I at all. Don't how it actually messes with a child's mentality or nothing. It's all about... Well, I suppose so, some people would have a different argument and say, and some Look, psychologists... No, and parents love well, no, 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 let me finish what I'm saying. Some psychologists will argue that for young mm. children in particular that it can have some sort of effect in relation to their developmental... Uh, it can have a developmental effect. In other words, that for young children to see the expressions in other children's faces for empathy and understanding and understanding facial expressions, then it's important that children see each other. So some psychologists would argue that that's something that that we're now sacrificing in, uh, and we're sacrificing it considering that children 
are not at risk from COVID-19. And we all know that, okay? Personally, they're not at risk. Now, the risk is, of course, of spreading it in the community. Of course. Uh, uh, But the children themselves are not at risk. We haven't really had any children dying, thankfully, of COVID-19. It's extremely rare, okay? Well, it is the spreading part now. The kids are picking up in the schools. I mean, I've had my children go home from school because of some positive cases in the class over the past few years and you self-isolate, no matter what age bracket that they are. But listen, Niall, the big deal of all this is, I'm putting a, a line under everything here is, what is the big deal? If it even helps 1% of a person, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your brother, your uncle, somebody who is vulnerable, what's the big deal in trying to protect other people? From and I see no problem in what you're saying. Exactly. And I remember hearing somebody on the radio before there when we had a lockdown. Yes. And we had a lockdown, I think, at the time for six weeks. And they said if it was to save one life, isn't it worth what? it? And, and I said to them, well, that's not really fair. You can't, you know, lock up the whole of society to save one life because sadly... We have to accept that in life, people die. 90 people die in this country every single day of the week uh, from, for different reasons. COVID is actually the least reason that people die. Uh, we people die of cancer, you know, there's strokes, yeah. all sorts of things. We, we accept that people die. It's a fact of life. And I've, I've really bad news for every single listener today. You're all going to die. At some point, we're all going to die. Now, we, we don't want to see that happen sooner rather than later, of course. We want to prevent it as much as we can. <laughs> but in saying that, so... You would say to parents who are not putting masks on their children today, as far as you're concerned, they're irresponsible parents. I am, yeah, 100%. And I've been very honest with you, Niall. I think an awful lot of parents out there have been given this social media platform to be brave and to be keyboard warriors, where they never had a voice before and now that they have a voice. But look... But they they respect your opinion. They're listening to you and they say, well, fair play to Sabrina. That's what she wants to do. Nature. Nobody wants to hurt another human being. Let's be honest about it. We're all out there to be kind, and hopefully that is. Yeah, we all want to play our part in society, of course. Yeah. But if you can help the teachers, who God loves them, have working through this, doctors, nurses, people in the chemists, the people in the supermarkets. What's the big deal? I'm telling you now, Niall, I've seen it. My youngest is five now, so when this started, she was three. There's not a bother. It has not affected her psyche. So she's been wearing a mask since she was three years of age. She goes to the shops with me, and I say she takes the mask if she has got asthma. So I was a bit overly cautious with that. But my seven-year-old, thankfully, hasn't got it. And there's not a problem. And I have said to them in school, I've given them the option. Now, they do get embarrassed now because there's other kids in the class that won't wear masks. But I think if the parents educate the kids and just say, listen, this is not going to be forever until people don't get sick. There's a bug out there. I explained it. I watched a child psychologist on the news one night explaining how you explain this to your children. It works for me now. It does. Mm. You don't put the fear factor into them. You just explain okay, so, it to them. And, and I respect your view and I think many people listening will respect your view. Mm. And and you can, obviously, they're your children. Look, that's you your... want to keep the kids in school now and we don't want to... Okay, but, but do you respect the opinions of, say, Mandy, who was on at the start of the show, Listen, who has a nine-year-old? Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm not saying... And she right. doesn't want to put a mask on her child. Do well, you, res- well, do you respect her you view? Well, I have to be honest with you, and I would say this directly to Mandy. I think you're being very irresponsible as a parent. Look, that's your choice. I understand people don't want to be vaccinated. Either. That is your choice. But I'm not talking about... I, well, and let's, not, let's not tie the two together. Just because somebody, you know, is in, there are anti-vaxxers out there, and there are people who are cautious around their children being vaccinated as, as well. There's, there's different categories of people out there. I don't want to lump everybody into categories, because I think it's unfair to do that. And you get a temperature. What you do, you get them calpol, wherever they. Yeah, of course. Take, yeah, you give it to them. That's common sense. This is just common sense. It spreads through air particles. It is not spit, saliva, everything touch. So what's the big? What? And 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 I and I know and I know that and people know that and they're well aware of that. But I suppose there's there's, there's an understanding from some people. Uh, you know, some people think like you, and then there's others who think. 
I'm living my life anyway. Look, well, life is life is a risk. I'm a human being. I am I'm gonna get bugs, I'm gonna get colds, I'm gonna get coughs. Sorry. And I had children come into that class and I was afraid that I was gonna bring a home to my mother who's minding the kids four days a week so I can pay the mortgage. And has she vaccinated your mother? Oh, my mother's vaccinated. All my family are vaccinated. Now, bar the, the younger children, naturally, you know. But they are. But look, Niall. So um, at, what, at what point will you stop worrying? I mean, do, do you understand what I'm saying? the worrying part, Niall. I think, I'll be honest with you, I don't think anybody's ever going to stop worrying. Look, I have it at the moment, Niall, right? I've been very honest with you. Our life is put on hold. It's four weeks of Christmas, right? So, I mean, it, it, even the inconvenience of it. I mean, that's oh, no, I know it's an inconvenience. Niall. Of course it's it is. It's a second nightmare. I'm being yeah. honest with you now. It is. You can't go to the shops. You have things to do. You know who's coming. And, and however anything else you're feeling, Terrible, Sabrina, which is not too too good to be feeling. Yeah, and you're not feeling great, well. and you're not sleeping night, and you're constantly cleaning, cleaning, cleaning because you're trying to limit the effect it may have on somebody else in the house. I, no, I, I get that, Sabrina. I'm running out of time. I'm really sorry, and, and look, good luck to you and your children, and I hope you feel better soon. By the way, uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping numbers I oh eight seven one double eight twelve zero eight. After the break, I'll talk to the INTO and find out exactly what's going on in the schools and if they know anything about the future. All right, some of the texts coming in on uh, masks for young children. I brought my young children into the world. I carry them for nine months and protected them in my womb for nine months. They were then born the most beautiful children in the world. Why would I put a mask over their airways and block them when their airways are designed to breathe in good air? Well, a lot of people feel that way about it. Uh, another person says as well, why can't we all just respect each other's views? That's the important thing, by the way, in the show, all right? That we have to respect each other's views. There are a percentage of parents, and a large percentage of parents, don't be thinking it's just one or two nutcases or something like that, a large percentage of parents who don't want to put a mask on their young child. And there are a percentage, uh, like a caller before the break, who want to. And let's all respect each other's views. I think it's wrong to call people sometimes irresponsible when you don't know their personal circumstances. Let me go to Gail. Gail, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Gail? Hi, Niall. How are you? Okay, now, today is the day that the young children were asked until February, mid-February, until it's reviewed, um, uh, to wear uh, masks. Are you okay with it? No, I'm not. Um, and I, I, I do respect everybody's, you know, um, I, whatever, they, their opinions and that. But Sabrina literally just got my blood boiling. So she did, um, calling parents irresponsible, just from my own personal um mm-hmm personal aspect um i have a little boy that's four and a half he'll be five in february um and he has down syndrome and he's non-verbal and you know i'm fully vaccinated i wear the masks um, when it was in the height of lockdowns you know i didn't bring him anywhere didn't socialize but sometimes you ha- you had to go to the shop and you'd have to bring them in with you you know of course um, yeah. by the way j- just pardon my ignorance but <clears throat> what's the risk factor in down syndrome is there a, there a higher risk factor or have you looked into it for you know instance of covid or there is yes yeah. there is there is a higher risk factor because with 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 kids with down syndrome a lot of kids with Down syndrome can have heart problems, would have had heart surgeries, would have respiratory issues. Okay. And that luckily for us, Evan only has, you know, a, ris- a respiratory um, illness that he needs a low-dose antibiotics right, three okay. times a week. So it's, the manage- week it's manageable. Yeah, It is manageable, you know, but some, some parents would find it a lot harder. But where I'm coming from is... When I would be out with Evan, and Evan is non-verbal, um, and he's been assessed on the autism spectrum as well, he relies on my mouth 
to, to, to look at what I'm saying, not just with eyes. You know, my eye contact isn't enough for him. He needs to be able to see my mouth because it's very important from a speech and language aspect that he, he's able to, you know, say the words and, and learn. And, and, like, and do the, a lot of psychologists talked about this, the expressions on your face so he has an understanding of your mood and an understanding of how you feel about things, if you're happy, if you're sad. Absolutely, yeah, because that's, we're using the cards at the moment, you know, the, the, the pop-up cards and a happy face and a sad face. And, like, he's seen a smile on a card, but then when he's in with speech and language, he's only seen kind of, you know, the way your eyes go when you're smiling or when mm-hmm. you're sad. That's all he's seen. And it's very confusing for a child. Now, I personally won't be putting a mask on Evan because he, he it, it, it's his communication way. You well, know, would he, he have an has, exemption because he's special needs? And yes, kids, he, with, kids, kids with special needs do have exemptions. Okay. So they do. But I do feel... For the parents like myself that are, are, are trying to come across and show, like, for example, I was in a shop one day and Evan was having a little bit of a meltdown and I was trying to tell him it's OK. And I had to pull down my mask and the dirty look that I got, I know, you know, I but know. then that shouldn't you know, people shouldn't be judged. People need to stop judging each other. Absolutely, like, and I, I do respect every everybody, you know that that. But it's just so frustrating from a point of view, and even going to, you know, speech and language classes at the minute, he's having it through a mask. Sure, that you know, or OT, you know, and physio, it's all done through masks. Even in school, he's and and I do appreciate people are looking after themselves, and they have to, and they're going home, and nobody knows anybody's circumstances but Evan in the last two years he's regressed an awful lot whatever words he had they're gone I've spoken with one or two parents that you know the, the children have regressed so much because of mm-hmm. and I'm not going down the line of lack of services it's just well there is a lack of service that's a whole other show but I mean oh, we, we could do that as well yeah. but Gail do me a favour just stay there a second because I want to go to Graham, who's a school teacher who also deals with children with special needs as well now the minister mm-hmm. has said that children with special exemptions don't have to wear a mask so I, I'm hoping that all those children Graham, that would have special needs would be able to get an exemption in this particular case but Graham, your personal opinion on young children I know you're in secondary school uh, wearing masks I think they should um, no obviously it's not what you uh, said to me six months ago was it not? Yeah, no, six months ago I asked you the same the, question. What were the, case, what were the cases amongst that age? I, I don't know at the time, I don't know at the time. <laughs> oh, but we are you, testing you more children said, now. But, but you, you did say to the time that I, you wouldn't agree with young children wearing masks. You didn't believe it was you necessary. You remember what I said, but you don't remember what the cases were. Which no, is not at the time. the relevant point of information <laughs> as to what someone's opinion should be in relation to that. Okay, well, okay well, give me your opinion now, Graham. Give me your opinion now. <laughs> My opinion, and first of all, obviously, children with additional educational needs and stuff like that shouldn't, obviously, and um, should have exemptions. And the way that a apartment uh, the minister have gone around this has been a complete and utter insert unpleasant word that I won't use on air here. Um, even the fact, I mean, their GPs being told, oh, they have to provide these um, exemptions. The GPs uh, are saying something to do with us. They didn't even know about it. No, well, the GPs and are telling the government, don't put this on us. Don't put this exactly. on and, and, and I think I, the problem is, Graham, with all of this, is different messages from different departments and mixed no, no, messaging. It is the Minister for Education and the Department of Education proving their incompetence. That's what it is. Okay, so this is not something you do over. What do you they say to they to the parents? At six o'clock last night to say that it's happening this morning. She was on a different radio station. The minister, sorry, I heard it this morning. I heard it this morning. morning. Yeah, saying that it's absolutely happening. While her own department is releasing a document saying, well, actually, there's going to be a few days because we realise that you know. 
a couple of hours' notice beforehand. Isn't Leo the same person saying, you know, people should be able to turn off and principals are getting an email at 6 or 10 o'clock last night telling them to, what to do for this morning? It's insane. Yeah. That aside, um, if it was done properly and there should be a lead-in and all that kind of it. Um, okay, but what, do you, no what I want you to do, because I, I, I I've literally got 40 seconds, so what I want you to say is, what do you say, I mean, whatever about the kids in secondary school and, and, ki- and adults wearing masks and we can all yeah. have opinions and everything else, right? But what do you say to, I would say, a large percentage of parents? A large percentage. I've seen different polls and some polls are mental, are skewed yeah, one way and some Twitter. polls, whatever, and some <laughs> polls are skewed the other way, right? But what I'm saying, yeah. it's fair to say, Graeme, that there's a large percentage of parents out there that don't want their young children wearing masks. What do you say to Nobody those parents? Wants Nobody wants it, no? Nobody what do you say? Well, what do you say to them? But then they'll have to, unless they have an exemption, what we just discussed, they have to wear a mask or enjoy homeschooling. That's what I'd say to them. Would you recommend? I, I personally wouldn't recommend homeschooling to anybody. Children, I've yet, no, I'm not saying there's no children. And again, excluding those who should have an exemption. Um, any child I've met, it hasn't been an issue. It's their parents that have been an issue. And do you, th- do you think, uh, let's say, as and from Monday, allow a couple of days bedding in period, which I, I would hope the government and the Department of Education will do and the schools will do as well. well, well schools will ignore them and do that anyway. Yeah, okay. Even if the department say other. And, and I'm sure a lot of kids today went to school with no masks and weren't sent home, right? Uh, even though the minister said it this morning. But do you believe that they should be sent home as and say from Monday when it becomes a There's strict- no other choice. Okay. All right. Listen, on that note, I have to wrap it up. Thank you very much indeed, Gail. I appreciate your, your comments in relation to Evan, your young child who's Down syndrome. And, and again, any children with special needs or with special education needs uh, probably can get an exemption depending, obviously, on their special needs. Uh, thank you to Graeme as well, the school teacher, and everybody else who got involved in the conversation. The one thing I will say just to end this is everybody listening today, no matter what your opinion is, if you're like Mandy and you send all your children to school at three years of age wearing masks or whatever it is, um, you're entitled to your view. Those or, the, or was that Sabrina, wasn't it? Mandy at the start of the show who said she's not getting her children to wear masks. That's her choice as a parent. I believe everybody's choice as a parent should be respected and I don't accept the name calling and the judgmental views of other people who judge each other, be it on either side. I think everybody's view should be respected. We're talking about children. They're your children. You're responsible for them. You're the one who's going to have to look at them for the rest of their lives. You're the one responsible for the rest of their lives. The government are not going to raise them. You're the ones raising them. To continue on, by the way, a lot of parents texting in in relation to masks and what, how they feel about masks on their children uh, between 9 and 12 years of age. Some agreeing with it, some disagreeing with concerns about children with special needs, etc., etc., etc. And we've listened to some of those concerns. So to find out exactly what's going on, because many parents are confused because there is mixed messaging going out. Uh, the Department of Education was informed last night, obviously, to bring in this policy today. It was a little bit short notice, so... For those children who went today without masks, I doubt very much there was a very strict regime around it this morning because I imagine the teachers, as they've been wonderful throughout the whole thing, most of them anyway, and the schools uh, have been, you know, they've kind of played ball a bit probably today and said, listen, although the minister said that if you went to a school without a mask, you'd be sent home, you know, we don't expect it on the first day to everybody to be as compliant as that. And I'm sure there'll be a bedding-in period where those children who may need exemptions will be given time to get them as well. Joe McKeown is the president of the Irish National Teachers Organisation, the INTO. Good afternoon to you, Joe. Good afternoon, Niall. I'm assuming, Joe, there is a little bit of a bedding-in period. I know that the minister said this morning, you know, that it's kind of like, you know, if you turn up without the mask, you're going to be sent home again. But I'm I'm assuming there's a little bit of a bedding-in period, particularly today, with parents getting mixed messages and it was very short notice, by the way, for the unions last night as well and for the Department of Education where the Minister makes this announcement yesterday. Yeah, 
Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it was short notice and people were a bit surprised by the tone of the, the uh, documentation that came out. But I can say to your listeners absolutely that no child uh, would be sent home from school today and even uh, I, for, for the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, because the starting position for most schools and principals would be to work with the parents and to give information out first. Um, and the department did give a clarification to schools late yesterday evening uh, and again this morning. So I was and even for, confused, Joe, watching. I'm in the yeah. media and I was confused. Yeah. I'm listening to Michal Martin saying one thing. I'm yeah. listening to Stephen Donnelly saying another and Neff had given another bit of advice. Yeah. So, well, it, well, well, schools received an email this morning from mm-hmm. the department saying that absolutely they could allow uh, a day or two was the phrase used to allow this uh, information and this new regulation to bed in. And I suspect most schools will uh, will give it to the end of the week. Uh, but interestingly, I did a, a, a bit of ringing around to some schools. So uh, one school uh, in Dublin where I had 300 pupils who would have to wear masks under the new regime and 298 of them turned up with masks this morning. Right, OK. Uh, and similarly in Kilkenny, uh, I come across another school of similar size uh, you know, 350 um, pupils uh, were, were wearing masks uh, and four uh, not. So there, there is a lot of compliance from, from parents, but there are people with genuine concerns who have been in touch with your programme and others, uh, and I think teachers and principals will listen to them and see how to uh, allay their fears. Now, those concerns, of course, are around the exemption. Firstly, we, we had a caller on before the break there whose child had, had Down syndrome and special, uh, special needs. And, uh, you know, doctors have said, hold on for a second, don't be sending your children to us looking for exemptions. We weren't mm-hmm. told about this. This is short notice for us too. We've enough to be doing. So what do parents have to bring with them? Or do they have to get some sort of medical exemption? Are they, and how are they going to get that if they're concerned about their child's medical needs and wearing a mask and how that might affect them? Yeah, well, the first thing, if you take the particular case that you got with a child with Down syndrome. Now, some children with Down syndrome will be well able to wear masks and some will not. And in a situation like that, a parent uh, need only contact the school and have a discussion. The school uh, will know the, the, the child, will know the family, and there'll be a discussion around that. It won't be compulsory for someone to give a medical cert in a situation like that where somebody has... A history with the school, of course, yes. Yeah, where they have complex needs and they would be known. Where a medical search would be required will be if a pupil, if a parent is coming to the school and saying, my child has difficulty with breathing and has a medical condition, they will be asked to provide evidence of that and obviously that would be a medical certificate. If there is a pupil who is, the parents are saying, you know, my child is not able to uh, remove their face covering without assistance, well, uh, you know, the, the school will probably know that already and therefore, uh, but, but if the school doesn't feel that is the case uh, and there's a dispute about it or a disagreement, then medical support, supporting advice would be required. But mm-hmm. for a lot of the children who have special needs, who have complex needs, the schools know them and it's really about having the conversation with the parents and seeing what can be worked out. Is, again, is, but, okay, but sorry to interrupt you, but is the mask uh, issue today and yesterday, of course, it was a big issue as well. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of, you know, just one issue in many, many others? I mean, look, ventilation is obviously an issue. The right type of filters in the classroom is obviously an issue. Um, 
But for children, this is very difficult, I suppose. It can be a difficult time. And I'm listening to parents, and I had one parent on saying her poor child comes home with his hands freezing cold every day because he's sitting beside the window. And, yeah. you know, and he's not allowed to put his coat on, etc., etc. There's a lot of issues around this whole thing there, at the moment. There, and mass is just one of them, isn't it? It is. There's, there's a huge number of issues. And, and, and mask wearing is only one of the protections that, that we have as well. But the issue of cold and, and the uncomfortable nature is really, really difficult because, again, in that situation where you have a child sitting beside a window, it's not possible for nowadays for the, the, the school, the, the teacher to move the child uh, so easily because you have to maintain the pods and the groupings that are there for, for a number of weeks. And there's no doubt about it that right now, coming, and coming all across the country from all sorts of different schools and teachers, what we're seeing is that if the, t- the heat is on in any way, the CO2 monitors that are in the classrooms are showing red readings. And so... Uh, ventilation is required. But that's only and becoming a problem now. That was all well yeah. and good up to last month, but now and, and it, the cold and it season. Would be even, it would be even worse in January and February. And that's why when the Taoiseach said yesterday, we need to you know, get to the Christmas holidays and recalibrate for January, we need a serious think about how we're going okay, to manage. Okay, let's talk about January. January. Now, the Minister mm-hmm. this morning, of course, wouldn't answer the question. Stephen Donnelly wouldn't answer the question last night as to whether you know teachers will be sending kids home with their books uh, before Christmas or the Christmas break-up because will the schools be open in January? What's your gut feeling on this? Well, I think there's two things. And as, as a principal myself, I'm on secondment at the moment, but there's no doubt about it, since COVID started, before every break, uh, uh, schools make preparations just in case. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I couldn't have foretold last week what happened this week with the, the fact that we now have a confirmed Omicron variant, uh, variant in the country. Um, and I think that certainly a lot of schools will be proactive and they will make sure that they're ready for remote learning if that happens. One thing I can tell you for absolute certainty, uh, Niall, is this that there will be disruption in schools in December and in January because the issue of getting bodies in front of classes, adult bodies to teach, is very, very difficult. That's going to continue. Okay, and, 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 and let me just remind our listeners, because I know yourselves, you had a recent survey mm-hmm. conducted by Teachers Union, mm-hmm. uh, and it was 605 staff across 877 schools mm-hmm. found that 3.6.2% of staff reported testing positive for COVID-19 during a two-week period. So substitute teachers is a problem. Now, the suggestion, of course, that st- student teachers are being brought in or deployed yes. into mm-hmm. the schools. How's that working out? Uh, it's working out you know, well at the moment, uh, and, uh, and, and we're very appreciative of the fact that it's there. Uh, but it, even yesterday, a principal I was talking to, uh, obviously the student teachers are also uh, contracting COVID, and uh, uh, that, that's an issue for any of the bodies. It has helped, there's no doubt about it, without the student teachers, we'd be in a far worse situation. And we will need about 500 students, teachers available every, every week. For are we running out of bodies? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, I mean, that's, that, that, that is a, a huge issue for us and we need to drive down transmission because uh, it's putting a huge strain. Um, and also what's happening too is we're, the learners themselves, the, the children themselves, are contracting COVID. So the whole issue of, like, we don't have a fully functioning primary school education system working at the moment. It is limping along uh, uh, at the moment up to Christmas and we need to address issues of ventilation and we need to address contact tracing so that we can have well teachers and well learners back in the classroom.
Okay, well, hopefully the uh, Omicron vir- uh, infection, uh, or variant, should I say, isn't mm-hmm. as dangerous as maybe first thought, because yeah, it yeah. looks like the evidence coming across from the from overseas is that it's not. Yeah, and hopefully, and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll know by next week when we have more data on that and whether it is, and that would be something that we don't have to be too concerned about in the future. Actually, there's a suggestion by some scientists that it might be a good thing if it's a milder dose than the, the current Delta that we have. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. might be a good thing then, and we might want to encourage it rather than keep it, keep it away from us. <laughs> if, it could, if it could be the dominant one. And <laughs> yes, a, a, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But um, it looks like, you know, Joe, I'm very concerned about children because we've had mm-hmm. two years of their education being disrupted. No fault of the teachers, by the way, the unions. Yeah, yeah. We've mm-hmm. two years of their education being disrupted. How much more of this can we sustain without damaging them permanently? When I say damaging their education permanently, because I know children are very resilient. I'm well aware of that. And yeah. they can make up for lost time very quickly because they're young and they're like little sponges. But how long more can they put up with the damage that we're doing to their education? Do you think, are you concerned about that? We're very, very concerned and very concerned that this year is more disruptive than maybe we would have hoped when, when the vaccine rollout started. Um, and I think there's no doubt about it that there's, there's two things that are going to need to happen. One is extra supports are going to be needed for, for children who've lost learning. But there's also the emotional uh, support that are going to be needed. By the end of this school year, Niall, a quarter of the children in school um, will have had only experience of a COVID uh, school environment because they'll be junior. That's sad, isn't it? Yes, it is yeah. indeed. And the junior infants who start in our schools next year will have had 40 to 50% of their lives lived in a COVID environment. Mm. And so, therefore, how we address and support that is going to be really, really important. And recognising the emotional needs of the children and providing support through the schools for, the, for, for addressing that is going to be critical long beyond uh, uh, COVID uh, itself. All right, well, listen, it's a difficult time for everybody, the teachers, the students, yourselves in the unions, the doctors, mm-hmm. the nurses, and everybody, I suppose, on the front line. It is a very difficult time. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Joe McKeown, thank president of the okay. INTO. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.